0: beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing there is a field i'll meet you there when the soul lies down in that grass the world is too full to talk about ideas language even the phrase each other doesn't make sense hi everyone it was during my interview with christina the eco warrior from episode 55 that she mentioned that i needed to make contact with paul and chat to him for meet me in the field i'm grateful for that recommendation thanks tina Why is trash talk so quiet lately? Let's get talking trash, babes. I'm on my third eco-brick already, thanks to you. Like Johan in the previous episode, I have never met Paul before, but due to our connection with Tina, I felt as if I knew him already. It was a free-flowing chat with a really great person. To move seemingly seamlessly from teacher to photographer and environmentalist cannot be easy, but Paul's keen eye and interest in our impact on the planet made this sound easy and interesting. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counselling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddi.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. This is Paul's story. Sit back and enjoy. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Of you. hi very well thank you welcome to meet me in the field
1: no, that's great great to meet you
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah great it's really really interesting it's the second second time that now that I'm doing a recording with somebody whom I've never met in my life before I've, I've heard about good things you do and thought that I want to hear your story so today we are here to hear your story so as you know meet me in the field is a podcast about spiritual journeys so we're going to talk about basically where you're from, what you do, why do you do that, and what contribution do you do you make? So you've got an Afrikaans name and surname. Are you Afrikaans? Afrikaans. Yeah. Okay, cool. Afrikaans is good. <laughs> and you mentioned that you moved to Cape Town. So where, where did you move from?
1: Um I grew up in Nasna. Uh-huh. And studied in Paul. And I went my stint in the army, which was like a big stint
0: in Namibia, then Southwest Africa. Okay, actually on the border. Yeah. Oh my
1: word. What year was that? Are you
0: what year was that?
1: It was 80, it was on the border, 82, 83,
0: 84, three, Okay, so you're just a bit older than I am. I'm 51. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm 58.
0: Okay. <laughs> As I said, just, just a bit older. <laughs> Then I
1: started my first job in Adelaide, Eastern Cape. Okay. And then from there I came to Cape
0: Town. Cool. My
1: wife at that station was from Cape Town. So, so
0: you moved for love?
1: No, work opportunities. Okay, different work <laughs> so, so, so the love career. route moved
0: with you? Yeah. Okay, cool. And what did you study? You said you studied in Paul.
1: Um, I'm a th- I was a teacher. Okay. Anymore. And
0: what did you teach?
1: I taught. Uh, Mainly woodwork and technical drawings. Technical Good. drawings, a major part of the, the time has been teaching. Okay. I'm also a qualified art teacher.
0: Qualified art teacher? Yeah. Oh, wow. What what
1: type of art? Um, primary school art. So, hmm. I've painting. Been to get the best out of the children, how to, how to work with the children, to teach them how to um, do. Paintings and how to get what they think. Okay. <laughs> it's just their capabilities awesome. through
0: teaching. Cool. So, guys, what you're hearing in the background is um, Paul and I are sitting at a... Let me do some advertising for Vida Air Cafe. <laughs> sitting at the Vida Air Cafe in the Bayside Mall in... Is it Bloberg? Uh,
1: Table View. In
0: Table View. So what you hear is some background noise from people walking past with trolleys and uh, coffee grind and all those type of things. But as I always say, this adds to to the life of the podcast. It shows that we're not dead entities sitting somewhere in the studio. We're alive. So, Paul, so you grew up Afrikaans in Maison, which is, I suppose at that stage, it must have been a village.
1: was very small, very small.
0: Because it's grown Hell of a lot over the past few years, eh?
1: No, it's like at least four times the size that it used to be when I grew up there. I left Nairn in '78, matriculated, okay. and, and regularly went back there to till yeah, in the '90s. Okay. When my mum and dad moved away from Nairn you know, when everybody
0: started moving in. They moved out.
1: No, they just they just moved because they had to go to a place where they could afford to stay there <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I Okay, I, and I, I might put myself up here for some serious criticism but what the hell? I always say that I think of Naisna and Hermannes as the same places. And I think of them as waiting rooms for heaven. Because <laughs> <laughs> not people, not nice people, to people so retire to and people. they're just going to sit and wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not,
1: not nice to so much anymore. It's a lot of new life coming in. <laughs> now, I was just thinking about Hermannes, some of the people my age are going there to retire.
0: I hear you. <laughs> simple. And so you were part of the Christi Koer Onderweys education system?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, it is. And so you grew up Christian? I
1: grew up Christian. I'm still a, still a Christian. Okay. okay. From any character, Christ Reformation, to Happy Clapping.
0: Okay, um, to charismatic. Charismatic. What made you jump? <laughs> it's it that just way. the way
1: that life went. Along the way, uh, I was married to a Roman Catholic.
0: Oh wow. And we never went
1: to church. Okay. And then it's one But from the way I picked up by the charismatic movements.
0: And With also, her was that a good, uh, or that separate after, development?
1: It was afterwards. Okay. That's had spotted life and then I joined the church and still go to the same way. Although the last year didn't go as much as where I normally normally go.
0: Why is that? If I may ask a personal question.
1: <laughs> um, it's just once again drifting in between things. Not, not drifting, but uh, I feel out of place. So okay. Some things doesn't feel quite right for me. So I just withdrew
0: it. So what I'm hearing is you, you're actually quite okay to stand back and say something works for me, I'm going to go there. And when it doesn't work for you, to stand back and say, okay, let's look for another avenue, or another path. Yeah,
1: you know, I'll what I'm doing quite frequently. Awesome. Um, something is not doesn't feel right. To me that's, that's that's enough. Yeah. And then
0: I stand back and wait. Kind of see the, the God a mind can change it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I always find it interesting where I think as human beings, we so often think that once we've made a decision, we're locked in. And that's not true. We, we can always change change things. We, we don't have to just accept things as they are. Yeah, you, you, you can
1: change things. And so a lot of people just accept the things because yes. that's what they've been told. And that's why we've got a problem at the moment, is that uh, you've got to do things this way. You've got to do this and this and this. I and mean, there's no thought process of the people to follow what's been yeah. taught. And
0: that's why. Just, back and that on. was very much a the norm when we grew up. No, you accept, you accepted authority, authority. You didn't question authority. You, you you did what was told. People, children were seen, not not heard. Exactly. That, that type of thing. Yeah. So you managed to break out of that. When did this happen for you? How, so did, this a, How uh, did you get the freedom? I never did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still struggling.
1: That was a, a gradual process. My ex-wife, she was much more free. She was English? She's English, okay. Italian-English. Um, and she's much was much more free in oh, yeah. her approach, much more liberal.
0: A lot of Afrikaans people found out freedom through... That's what happened to me as well. I married, yeah. I married English and um, they grew up just more... Questioning, able to think freer and less restricted.
1: Because I met, met Sylvia when I was working, or oh, we were teaching together. And okay. they, said, they say that, why do you do it? Why don't let's go and ask them, the principal, can't we do it this way?
0: Yeah.
1: I said, no, 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 you can't, because that's what they said. Yeah. Because that's the way it is. eventually I started questioning things. And awesome where you get dictated to do things, it's like nobody tastes me anymore. You don't feel happy about it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Except for good work or to sometimes do what you've been told. Yeah. That's looking for the reason. It's not, it's not like trying to change your mind. It's just kind of the order thing that you have. Yeah. we you've been asked to do this, it's a reason why you've asked to do it. Just do it. But when it comes to religion or anything like that. You're free to choose. You don't have to do exactly what they say. If you don't agree with what they say, you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my problem with that, right? No, okay. I don't know once
0: again. So you're planning back and evaluating other options where you've taken, basically.
1: I just know where I'm going. This is awesome. It um, doesn't fit being told is that you have to do it this way or it's like this and I just don't see it. Okay. From a cool. different point of view. Yeah. That's why uh, I go. might be more worldly orientated than Christian orientated, but I just don't think it's always right. Yeah.
0: Now I heard about you through Christina. Yeah. Tina, that she is the eco warrior on the podcast, and she mentioned to me, and this is all I know about you, is what I've seen on your Facebook page, yeah. and what I've heard from you, I see now you work in the granite field. Yes, we do granite,
1: granite, granite vanities and kitchen tops and okay. things like that. Is That's that your own business or do you work for no, somebody? I work for somebody.
0: Okay. And what is your involvement there?
1: I'm the factory manager. Okay. I see after the installations so and I see that things get manufactured in time in, in then
0: so installed. You, so you're the one who has that planner on the wall and that needs to be finished by that time and that needs to be finished by that time. That's <laughs> and all the, make sure you've got the stock in at the right colours and to do everything before it goes out. And that's it. Cool. So how did that happen? Um, from coming, teaching to... Coming
1: from teaching, because technical teaching. When I left teaching, I first worked in the paint factory. Okay. And things. So it's like an operations manager and f- factory manager kind of thing, which is in line with what I'm doing now. also tried to rep, but I'm not a rep. Uh, I, don't know yeah, that, the that, I think
0: you're born, either you're born or you're not that, I, I can't do that as well.
1: I can't do the selling business. Yeah. So I struggled with that and then I came back to factory, man- factory okay. operations, management. So because I can't do.
0: was well, an interesting thing for me because I work for myself and I suddenly realized that I need to be able to sell. And the product is me. <laughs> that and, is the, and that, that was kind thing. of freaky. That was a very, very very disturbing thing to, to realize suddenly. Is you, you need to believe in the product. Number one, you need to like the product if you want to do yeah. a good sell. So um, I need to change my bloody attitude and I'm going to die of hunger.
1: <laughs> no, that's, that, that is, that's true. That's my selling myself is the thing that I'm kind of struggling with. I've set myself a goal at the beginning of the year. I've three things i would do. i wait, Yes. Be fit. And I have to sell my, my art and my photos. Ah. I've got market it.
0: Cool. I haven't
1: and? sold anything yet. I have one offer.
0: Okay. But the he 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 is it is least to He has not done yet.
1: He has not that done yet. You're right. But I've, I went out and I started marketing more active. Cool. It's just a... Need to clarify with a different avenue what to follow. And there's there's so much happening. I was like, I'm making an excuse, which is not <laughs> the right thing. but To find the time to write a bio and things like that. Yeah. Um, it takes time. I mean, you don't know what I don't write. My wife, she's a writer. She she doesn't write what I want.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> to stay. Why do I hear perfectionism?
1: It's not not perfectionism, it's just that I don't know what to say. Okay. You've got to get the things and I've written a bio and then I think oh, okay, this is not really this is not gonna, this doesn't work, so whatever the thing you find to
0: what will work. Well you've got a journalist on your doorstep. Tina's Tina's a qualified journalist. Yeah. Sure so just ask her to be <laughs> the distance. This is what I write. Get it get it in a way that people can work with it. I'll show sure she do it for you.
1: No, I don't think It's so Just getting the things down, to do or, or
0: better, tell her to have an interview with you, um, and she can write it from from start to finish. <laughs>
1: That's actually a good idea. Yeah, exactly. A very, get get very a professional to do it.
0: That's one thing I've learned in my life. Is um, I believe people are put in our pause for a reason, yeah. and if people can help you, ask them. She so can only say, "Paul, I think you're ridiculous." Or yes, we would have to do it. Yeah. So. What art do you do? Um, I paint. Okay. Uh, so what type of things do you paint?
1: Whatever crosses my mind at the okay. stage. At the moment I've a series on musicians.
0: Okay. A series on musicians?
1: Yeah, we started last I took some photos from the um, some of the Cape uh, Malay troops. Okay. And then I thought hey, but this would actually make a nice painting, so I did it. Did a couple of that and roundup front blues and jazz musicians. Oh cool. It was that uh, saxophone from the um Cape Ballet that went onto the uh, blues kind of thing, so it kind of overlaps. Okay. And I did that and I did uh landscapes. That's all a lot of it's from photos that I take.
0: Okay.
1: Or so I started photography to actually to paint. That's a whole bronze story.
0: Okay, well. To, to talk to me about photography.
1: <laughs> the whole thing started just like this. I've, I grew up in Leicester, and Leicester is all about furniture and woodwork. Yes. That's what I did. <laughs> so. Okay,
0: yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I developed I didn't make like that connection uh, in my head. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, developing interest in carving. And I thought, okay, if I can, I can, will be able to carve better, if I can draw better. Okay. <laughs> I've I a little bit of drawing things, but now. So I started taking lessons in drawing. And then I see, but okay, I, I can actually draw. <laughs> but maybe I can paint. So I started going to painting and uh, sculpturing. And then I, I there's nobody that stage because I can take sculpturing lessons with to make it easier. So I carried on with a painting. And then when I was 18, I started. Teaching, or uh, I went to college to train as a good woodwork and metalwork teacher, okay. and then around mm-hmm. about 94. Uh, I just took up went for extra qualification in art teaching, okay. teaching art because now I can paint. I was quite efficient with the painting, and then I started I'm painting, but to get the images. It's quite difficult <laughs> to sit next to, this, next to this scene and do the live drawing because there's always something not like all like, well, the winds, especially here, the wind's blowing yeah. and your faces are all over the place. And sitting in the car is still
0: warm. Yes. It's
1: just fabric. Yeah, you if don't get the If yeah. You can take better photos
0: and oh, paint cool. better. <laughs> what interesting path to end with photography.
1: And in that stage, photography was very
0: expensive, so I kind of
1: like, in the meantime, I got divorced, and yeah, in 2005, 2006, somewhere around there, uh, I could have bought a digital camera because now you can afford a digital camera. It's mm. so all of a sudden everything is cheaper. It's cheap yeah. to take the photos and have it on your computer and back. And then it is so, but now I've got this camera, but I'm not. Use it, using it properly.
0: Okay. Let's go for
1: lessons. Like so many people <laughs> with
0: cameras, huh? Okay. So, so have you done the <laughs> so
1: I went for a lesson or two, and then my stuff was stolen. I know. Oh, uh, replaced the stuff eventually, and about four years, five years ago, I've been going there regularly to the school regularly now for training as a jogger. Club. Now, after four years, I'm quite confident in doing awesome. photography, so now I'm playing, painting, and and over the last year, in, since last year, a friend of mine, said, he wants to paint, he's kind of blind, oh, wow. but he's an excellent cartoonist, and he wants to paint, but we've, he can see the areas where the colors are, and he knows what it must be, not the color specifically, but he knows there's a dark color here, this color and that color is the same. And then there's a painting group, and there's somebody helping everybody. So they said, "Now come with me as my moral support. I don't want really to be the only male in the group." <laughs> they just started painting, and then <laughs> I still doing the photography thing. And then all of a sudden, over the last year between that and doing the portfolio development. And what is the portfolio
0: development? Is that?
1: That's just building a portfolio of, so of, you can of photographs. It yourself. Okay, cool. Okay. And then after that, I did documentary.
0: Oh wow. Hence the video work we, we, we discussed. Video
1: work I'm starting to do now and training and.
0: Okay, so um, because my next question was going to ask, is this all going to end up in digital
1: art? No.
0: <laughs> so the, the digital part is becoming the video?
1: The digital part is becoming becoming the video and the installation, is okay. digital. And also then, in the meantime, also because I've done all the courses in the digital thing, I saw... Full time, don't know everything. And so I started analog photography also now. if me, up in the creative side, I'm doing darkroom photography at the moment, which is more creative. Okay. You go into the darkroom, you, make, you take plants, any material into the darkroom, you shine light on it and expose it onto a piece of photography paper. Okay. So you're building an image with other things except for taking a real without a camera. Oh wow. So that's freaky. That's
0: I've never heard of that.
1: So I don't have a sample of that, you know. But so I started doing that, and now next year I'm going to do analog photography black and white. Okay. So you people think differently as to the digital. How to see the things, freaky. So it's all. So last since last year, the whole creative side, all of a sudden, the sudden...
0: Sounds it's blooming. Opened up again, yeah.
1: which was like locked down for a couple of years.
0: Because. Something I heard about you was that you took photo of a rubbish
1: dump. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ex- of ex-
0: expl- explain yourself.
1: <laughs> okay, lo- last year when I did this uh, portfolio development, I get a theme. And with, like I said, with the tires and things, that's how I ended up on the rubbish dump. But all with the me- first, I couldn't get permission for the other things I wanted to do. What did you want to do? I couldn't get find the right path to get into the richest thing where I can talk to people and take photos and things. So eventually, it came back to the to the rubbish dump, to the waste. And I got permission to go onto the dump, to take photos of the rubble, and my whole theory about moving the mountain and building it.
0: Um, Explain to us that theory that you explained that to me off of A. So. Um, <laughs> to, to tell the people what, what the thought process was that went through your head. We've got these mines and quarries.
1: They're all in the hills. We take all that stuff from the quarry, <coughs> we take it to the plains. we build houses, <coughs> eventually we break down the houses and we dump it, dump it on the rubbish dump. So, from where Shop, which I particularly worked on, was a valley, which is now a mountain. Yeah. So that's where the theory comes up. So, I took... The quarries took a photo of the last mine in Paul. How long? The last granite mine in Paul. Then I took some photographs of houses and things. And then I took stuff on the rubble dump where they came and they dumped the things. Eventually, it didn't quite work like that, but that was the theory.
0: Okay. So I took photos of the mine,
1: which I published then. And I took photos of the, like in between, I just had a at the crane. Okay. And then I took photos of the rubbish
0: dump where everything is. Yes. Everything ends up. Everything ends up.
1: And then from that I saw the birds. The in Tableview we've got birds. In, in the morning they fly north and in the evening they fly south. Pelicans and specific, specifically the pelicans, but you can see them in. Okay. You can see the formation coming Because pelican flies
0: just across the road the from where we're fl- sitting at the moment. Flamingo flay is yeah. down From mingo flay,
1: okay. And then that became an interesting thing for me. Okay. Uh, because I saw the pelicans on, on the beach and feeding there. And the behavior there is different to the pelicans at the flag. The ones that's never been to the rubbish country, I presume, because they're totally different uh, behavior okay. patterns. Once there, it's much, more, much tamer than the ones at the play. Okay. Come to, with, within 10 meters of once the play, they fly away. At the rubbish dump, be almost 5 meters from there Okay. They, and what do they moved. eat at the rubbish dump? All the rubbish that's been dumped. Anything? Anything that's been dumped that they find as food. Am I wrong? And they fight
0: fight for the food there. So it's nearly as if they've developed seagull behavior. This kind of.
1: It's like a seagull's at the seaside. Yeah. They do the same kind of thing. Oh, there. my word. There's seagulls also there, the egress. Anything that you get next to the sea or on the flag, you get there too. Um, just a lot more and more concentrated.
0: My word.
1: So that's that whole So thing they
0: so go away from hunting for food, foraging for food, is that the, the right term? Yeah. To just go to the rubbish dump where there's stuff to eat.
1: There's stuff to eat, so they just feed their food. they must themselves. eat a
0: lot of crap that they shouldn't be eating?
1: most probably. And that's another thing I still want to investigate, but i trying to work in again now. Yeah. Then I wanted to go back and I say no. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because I wanted to talk to some of the people, because everybody, there's a lot of people working there. There's nobody living, it's not one of those dumps where you see people living and scratching for yeah. food to move, for some things to make a living. It's a clean uh, Clean dump. It's yeah. just rubbish, and the people working there and everything gets covered. There's no smell. Okay. When you're there, you won't even realize this is a rubbish dump. Oh wow! It's just like a mountain, a bare mountain, where there's no plants and yeah. And like I said, there's no no smell at all. As the dump things, it gets covered up with soil, which been from the old building sites, and all these been demolished. Okay. So it gets all, all covered. Um, but Everybody's got a goal. Somebody, everybody wants to be somewhere, become something. Yes. And that's what I found there. So I wanted to just talk to one or two people there. And I said, no, i do not to talk to the <laughs> people. Because I think it's, more, it's all political motivated. So you need to get
0: permission from the city The city council,
1: city council to get to do anything. Okay. But now the path changed. Last year when I was introduced to my children, my channel children stay in the UK. Okay. So the one night I was is all my grandchildren and things. And now I'm going on to the T V channels and things and not knowing what you gotta pay for, what you gotta what's for free. So I take all the free options and then I watch three documentaries on rubbish. Okay. On especially on oceans and things. And then I decided, but we don't come back now, that's what I want to do, help the need. This is something I can investigate and work on too. That's how I start, start cleaning clean seas. I found out who's doing what.
0: How long have you been doing a... that now?
1: This just, just, was just, just the beginning of the year. Okay. So once a, once a month, you go and clean up a bit, some photos of the rubbish and things. It's now all leading on from what I did Yeah. And the rubbish done.
0: So, do you really like you know, I want to call it an investigative photographer. Um,
1: I'm documenting. I'm yes. A, I'm an amateur documentary photographer. That's where I see myself And then I started talking to Christina because I was like, this was the aquarium on the 15th of September. was the 15th of September. There was a World Cleanup Day. Yes. Oceans. That was the day I you, had my um, interview with Tina,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So I thought now I'm going to go and take some photos there and process the photos. I took some photos and things and I sat down there at one spot I was cleaning. Then Christina came to sit with me and we cleaned there together and we started chatting. So the whole process is from going out the cleaning with Clean Seas, then going to meeting with, with Christina, and then all of a sudden now there's a whole lot of happiness opening up. I've had one camera which I sold now, but there must be a something guiding me, someone guiding mm-hmm. me. That this guy that bought the camera for me, he works for the for the council, but he's in in the the law bit okay. of enforcing clean up rules. Oh wow! And <laughs> Things like that. So now there's an opening of me where I can document the things and so I can take it to them for their for their archives. Okay, yeah. And like, it doesn't cost me anything, it costs me like a bit of petrol and just yes. a bit of time. But at least if I document these things where I see things, I can put it pass it on to them and that can be on their archives and so they can see follow patties. Yeah. Uh, so this guy said, but I must contact him, because awesome. they could use somebody like me for doing it. Oh cool! So now... So so now there could be actually
0: a good purpose coming out of all of this.
1: Yeah, so it's like a whole thing, following <laughs> the things and people coming. And this is open, avenues opening up now. So now that, oh, that's my next step in the thing, and my next investigation about where to go and what to do. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm going follow to follow up on that, so I can get a purpose. All these photos I'm taking, yes. and then I can get back into the into the rubbish to take photos to study more of the birds. Yes, take more, more studies of the birds. And that's my end goal. Because I
0: feel there is something to be investigated. There's something to be looked at.
1: Because it's just for my interest. sake, like it's just a, between the fact, take photos of the birds in different environments. Yeah, and that's what that's my own goal. But for looking, picking up the rubbish documented rubbish that's yeah. it's worthwhile thing, getting back in there. Because they said they can get in there, because now it's, I'm on the law side of the thing. Absolutely, yeah. everybody fears
0: the <laughs> law back. <laughs> because if you don't have permission the, from anybody, you don't get in there. I can that. imagine, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think that, I'm, I'm sure I saw a photo the other day of a dead bird, but I'm trying to remember what bird it was that was cut open. And the amount of plastic that was in that bird's stomach, was absolutely horrific. No, it's,
1: it's horrific. And that on those photographs or in the documentaries I saw in the UK, there was a whale in Norway or Finland or something, which they it was just plastic inside. Ugh. And then uh, some of these birds, seabirds, I think it's the, um, the English name, Dacre. Okay, yeah they get pick up a lot of plastic because a lot of the plastic looks like food. Okay, yes. And fish also think it's food and they eat that and their yeah. stomachs get full. Um, oh yeah. so like the whales that plankton and eat, they just open their mouth and the yeah, plastic is just there just goes absolutely, in. Absolutely, yeah. And then eventually they starve to death because the, the mouth, they, they feel full. Yes. Because there's a lot of plastic in the stomach but there's nothing that's oh. nutritious to them. Nutritional value
0: in that. One thing that that took me off plastic straws was that video of the person pulling a straw out of a a sea turtle's nostril. Have you seen that? And That's why I just realized, I can't do this. I shouldn't be using a plastic straw. The other way was I I opened a plastic straw, as I was starting to drink, I said, oh my damn, I'm I'm drinking from a plastic straw. So, they call it process, not perfection. So, One thing that fascinated me from the day that I met Tina, was because it came directly from the cleanup, and she had a small little bag with the smallest little plastic things. Now I expected when you clean up the beach that you have a big black bag and you walk around with a shitload of stuff.
1: For the for the whales, that's a problem, the big things, but it's the small things that's a problem for the smaller animals, which the bigger animals feed on.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, and those little things, because of noodles. So if the which is the raw material for the plastic.
0: So if this big animal eats the small animal with the plastic in the small animal's stomach, the big animal just ends up with that same plastic in in their stomach. So it becomes a whole. Oh, will change. Oh my piece. word! I never thought about that, John.
1: Yeah. And these little plastic. It looks like if you look on the beach, it looks like little no, She, she stone. told
0: me it's, it's the weirdest little.
1: It's, well, you know those little white stones. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's as translucent as those stones, and I've ever thought about it before. I was looking for bigger things like straws and st- uh, sucker sticks and things like yeah. that. Until they pointed out these noodles. This is what I'm you... you- yeah. And I found in like one spot. It was like a 300 by 300 square. Yeah. It's like a handful of these... 300 Good by green. 300 millimeters yeah. square. It's like a handful of these noodles. And apparently these were spoken verbal. I heard that. So a whole ship or a whole container yeah. like it's pulled there, and then that and nothing was that ever published like it. about it. I didn't read anything. There, there was something published was about there? it, um, but it's not like mainstream news. It's not For me, murder, that, that... murder that, that, and
0: yeah,
1: it's not murder or rape, which is or, or, or corruption, or corruption. <laughs> so, but that is. The big problem is not enough awareness. And also, when I was teaching, which was quite shocking to me, is that this is long before I became more aware of this. Life. It was pre 90, pre 95. When I talked, the kid felt, you know, you can't pick it up, there's somebody else to pick it up, ah. get employed for it. So I said, no, you could pick it up, you can't. it. Exactly, yeah. But so there's a whole thing where you we need to educate people in using the bin. Totally put so. the things in the bin, not on the side. If you miss the bin, pick it up you put exactly, it the yeah. and Exactly, for these of The basic,
0: basic... Like when we were children, it was at it, it in the Z B. That, the, 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 that yeah. campaign, with, I, I still remember it when I was 51 years old. So it was obviously effective. It
1: was effective, but...
0: Because I still throw my stuff in the bin. <laughs> Paul, tell me. So what I'm hearing is you've developed a, a, a very strong... Environmental consciousness, am I correct?
1: I think I've developed a thing, it's still growing, the consciousness is growing. Yeah, also, maybe it's a bit further back when I started with a photography. I got these African flowers, shopping bags on the fences, and yes. then I was trying to do that against the refinery. There's the table, at least table mountain. Ah, okay. If you want to see table mountain in a different light, talk to me. <laughs> Rather I've not. Got, if that's, if mountain, that's okay with you, rather not. <laughs> I've got table mountain from the rubbish dump. I've got table mountain with the refinery in front of it. And these plastic bags. So Boy. it's a different view. Yeah. It's not the normal mm. view of the sea. I've also got the sea and the clay ones. We've got the beautiful... It's in front
0: of it. I've also got that. I've also got that alternative. Birds. It's very much we look at life the way we want to see it. And and you kind of through your photos and you you would need like to force us to, to, to look at it in another way. I had some such developed a big interest in <clears throat> dead trees.
1: Yeah.
0: I find dead trees very fascinating because they they end up being the raw, the raw element. Yes. And I took a lot of dead trees in conjunction with development, with the, the dead tree and life. So, the yeah. dead tree with something growing, growing right next to it. And it's, so I've got a whole, um, a lot of photographers, there, so, so somewhere with my with my camera and stuff. Yeah. But I just found that fascinating. And that sounds very much like the type of thing you, you do, is, is you're looking at, there's all this beauty but look how we're ultimately fucking it up because that that's what I mean from me. it. So so to end with, so how do you connect your environmental consciousness with your sense of spirituality?
1: I just think coming from a religious religious point of view, it's not it's not just about being a Christian, it's about looking after what's been given to you. And that's where at the moment I'm at what the church tells you what I believe. But I also believe you've got have this consciousness of looking after the things that's been given to you. Yeah. It's not going to take care of itself. We've got to take care yes. of us. It. It's not just taking care of me and you. That's to what you should be believing. Yeah. But look after what's been given to you. And that's where I develop the more of the conscience towards the natural things that yeah. you've given us to us, and the people then enough about it. Absolutely.
0: Did that realisation dawn on you more when you had grandchildren? No.
1: That didn't have an effect.
0: <laughs> because I would think suddenly you realise that, I want this little child to, I don't know, see the birds, see what because I worry about that. Oh, I had a holiday in the Kruger just a yeah. few weeks ago, and I was very happy to see a lot of animals that I thought they were less of. Yeah. And it really made me happy for the people who have children and grandchildren to think that there's a good chance that their children might still see this. My, my granddaughter, the oldest
1: one, believe that he's like lying in the back of my
0: yard. <laughs> <laughs> so they haven't been to South Africa so yet? No, they haven't
1: been. And I don't well, think the they'll the ever way come.
0: lions escape from, from the Kruger these days, I mean, <laughs> did you see the photos of a lion just walking... Up? I look yeah. at that photo and think, okay, so the people are right. <laughs> the just lives walk, virtually walking around the background. So, um, you don't think they will come and do that? I don't do they
1: think I'll they? come because I'm um, very scared of what I hear. Oh,
0: okay. Shine.
1: So, I'm not going to force them. Yeah. I want, I would like them to come. Of course. Just a sh- once. Just to show what it's all about here. And just like a normal place. Yeah. But like I believe it is.
0: And can but feel the African soil under your feet. No, just to come and see there, I believe that. once you felt <laughs> the African soil under your feet, then it, it, it changes something in your soul. <laughs> so, I would
1: like, would like that to, well, to let, happen. let's hope it, it can
0: happen one day, yeah.
1: Hopefully it will happen, but i scared of, being, of all the bad things that's happening around me. So, am not, not going to force the issue. Yeah, no, I understand. say So, you all...
0: try and go and visit them one more often?
1: Yeah, in the second year. I'd awesome, go cool. Go and visit them. Lecker. cost a
0: fortune I can imagine yeah, really but they're your grandchildren so it's worth it. <laughs> yeah they only sport yes. Paul thank you so very much I really appreciate yeah, it thank special. you for taking your Sunday morning taking time energy whatever and come and talk to me, meet me in the field much appreciated yeah, that's, that's and um, please when you start marketing and posting photos and stuff we are friends on Facebook but tag me so that I can bring it to the attention of of the listeners, because we have a few out here. Cool. Thank you, awesome. you, Thank you very much. Pleasure. Ciao. Thanks. I have done many episodes of Meet Me in the Field by now, and I stay amazed at the incredible uniqueness of human beings. It fascinates me to see the path life takes us on, how one thing leads to another, and how we can walk numerous paths simultaneously. I truly believe that we are exactly where we need to be at this stage in our lives. I find Paul's progression from woodwork to art and photography very interesting and feel a significant sense of morality in what he does. He does amazing things in terms of the environment and my feeling is that he is going to do a lot more in the near future. Please have a look at Paul's art and photographs on Facebook. Search for the letter B, photos and art. He is also on Pinterest at bpaulstandard.myportfolio.com and on Instagram at bpaulstander1. That one is the letter one, and the B in the B of all these Bs is just the letter B. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field, or Freddy Counselor, or Freddy van Rensburg, or on Twitter at at Freddy, or on Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy's always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank Paul for his time and lovely energy. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.